Hi, military fam. I hope wherever you are in garrison or deployed that you are safe um, and that you're finding peace in whatever way you can. And um, trying to stay of sound mind <laughs> and whatever that means to you. Okay. Um, and even if you're in trade act, which sometimes is a myth that you're having a, you know, easier time, um, just talk to some drill sergeants or some folks at basic training or tra- um, training uh, bases, and you'll you'll know that that's a myth because sometimes you're up at the break of dawn and you don't get home until it's dark as night. So, so much for you know downtime. In any case, um, key thing I wanted to touch on. Um, I've been off the net because of some medical issues and emergencies, you know, life happens uh, and it happens very quickly. It comes at you, you know, very quickly. Uh, it's it's kind of like those I was sharing with somebody in my own sarcastic way. It's kind of like those relatives that come for a visit. They're only supposed to stay for a couple of days, but they end up staying for like a week or two just because they, they like it here. And you're like, well, you weren't supposed to stay for a week or two, you know, a couple of days. So, uh, you know, I'm not trying to rush you, but yes, I am. So life happens like that. Obstacles come and you're like, well, you know, I understand you came to visit, but could you like dissipate? I'm not trying to send you to nobody else, but can you dissolve now? You know, I need a little time out. Anywho, um, I really wanted to get on the net because this really touched my spirit. And I wanted to share this with you all. I, I, I felt like I was experiencing two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Uh, one battle buddy who was divorced, uh, military battle buddy, obviously a battle buddy, but anyway, who's divorced and was really working hard to be proactive in his uh, children's life, but is getting, is experiencing roadblocks from his ex-spouse, um, mainly because of the toxicity of their relationship, right? And I And I really, as a mom, felt some kind of way about that because you know, the toxicity of two adults in their relationships that they had need not impact our children, whom we chose to bring into this world. And then I experienced the other end of the spectrum with another, um, with with a member of our autistic community, a mom, who was also divorced and it's past 10 years. And she educated me on some things. It used to be that spouse's past 10 years, I guess they retained the ID card for I thought for life, but apparently not. And it's now for only a certain extended period of time. Also, um, something else she educated me on, usually for autistic children, um, at about age of 17 and change, we can, you know, redo the paperwork to have the ID card for at least until they're 26. And I think we can keep them on insurance. Mainstream children, I think we can keep them on our insurance until, well, until they're about 26, if you're providing for them, what have you. Um, However, it appears now that uh, we can, you know, have the ID cards for our children with special needs for life, which I love. That is, you know, once we, if we've retired from the military, okay, that's a caveat. I don't know if you just separated from the military, if that can be done. I'll have to do some research with the DA's office to kind of get the specifics. But wherever you are, um, please check that out. Whatever base you're at, if you're a retiree and you have a child with special needs or children with special needs, find out more about that. Um, get the specifics on that. As soon as I have it, I was really excited about that. But at the same time, I, I found kind of like an interesting scale balance, right? Um, the spouse over 10 years who's now divorced doesn't get to keep their ID cards for life. But on the other end of the spectrum, the children where special needs can have the ID card for a lifetime. And that makes a difference because with your ID card, you have access to the benefits on on, on post. And also you can, um, hopefully, the military member um, will 
continue to pay their TRICARE premium or share the TRICARE premium with their ex, um, even if they, you know, started a new family, a blended family, um, so that their special needs child, being autistic or any other special need, can also be covered under TRICARE for any of the specialties in therapy that they need. Um, so please look into that. Now, what fascinated me was while one battle buddy was really male type, was really working to be proactive, a proactive dad, even through all the obstacles he was going through and, and experiencing roadblocks from his ex-spouse um, being the mom, the other uh, end of the spectrum, the mom in, a mom in our autistic community um, barely received and continues to barely receive any partic participation from the military member, that um, spouse, ex-spouse that retired, um, to include even doing the paperwork, the dearest paperwork for their son to receive a military ID card for life, not to even mention the TRICARE piece. Um, and I found that so disorienting, you know, because it occurred to me like, that's common sense. I understand it's not always commonly practiced, but that's common sense because whatever happened in a relationship has nothing to do with the children we bring into the world. Children don't fix relationships that are in, in, in turmoil, but they also should not experience the turmoil um, that relationships have because that, now children pick up on things that are toxic. Don't get me wrong. That's why it's always important. I suggest and sometimes to save a little money aside for the therapy sessions they're going to need later, especially if they're not under track here. But even if they are, right, uh, just put that money aside. Cause then, you know, this way they can discombobulate or, you know, dismantle any of the stuff that incurred as a result of, you know, them growing up in whatever environment it is. Right. But I found that so odd that, this parent would not want to do everything possible to benefit their child, especially in the case of a child with special needs. Not judging, but assessing. You know what I mean? There's ever, and some of you may say, well, there's multiple sides to a story. You know, most people say there's three sides. What happened? A, side A, side B, and side C, which is the, the neutral side. I say there's four sides to the story. Side A, side B. And of course, there's, uh, you know, side C that you may have invited other people into your the, the situation or policies that affect your situation. And then side D, which is the neutral sense of the situation. But I found that sort of odd. All right. I'm just going to tell you that. And um, hey, anchors change a little bit. So now possibly the, the song that I chose um, to, you know, as an intro, which is uh, from Rascal Flats, God Bless the Broken Road, because we all travel, I think, um, in some way or shape or sometime some season of our lives in a broken road but hopefully it leads us to the greater blessing that we have right so I found that I found that very particularly odd that parents that have the opportunity and and this is aside from child support and what have you I can speak to that because I'm a parent and I've never fought or sued you know um, my son's biological father for child support. I did offer him the opportunity if he wanted to be an active participant and we could co-parent and show our child what two people who've loved each other can do and who love him even more can, can do, um, you know, to show a healthy relationship, um, both at the, at the inception of my our son's be, being a baby. And later on, as we um, got in touch again, uh, as I informed him and gave him cliff notes on what had happened since he saw our son as a baby, to include that our son is autistic. And again, I offer the same option, but now more so sensitively, I am that lioness mother cub that said, hey, listen, our child needs consistency. 
especially being autistic. So if you're not ready to be a dad, listen, much love to you, but you need not apply, right? Um, I'll consider your sperm donor status. Some of my friends get, one of my friends in particular gets very, you know, um, irritated when I say sperm donor status, but you know, some, some, sometimes that's what happens. I, the only difference is I didn't go to spermic. Not mad at you. It is just what it is. And, and I pass no judgment on that. I, I will still, I will always love, um, what we had. And when we had it, even though we went through some toxicity ourselves because hurt people hurt people. And he's since asked me for forgiveness and I've forgiven him. Doesn't mean I forget, but I've forgiven him. Um, and I don't forget not necessarily towards him, but just so that I understand I can do some introspect in my own way. What am I attracting and how am I attracting? What, what energy am I bringing into our, into our environment, especially when it comes to my son. Now I've been blessed to also have my mom with us, um, before my son came into, you know, into fruition and doing my son's fruition and, and even now. So I'm very thankful for that. It has made my military life and the missions and the requirements that I've had in different positions much more bearable. Um, and I'm thankful for that. So here's the short spiel of it. Whatever stage of parenting you're in, whether you are still with the same person that contributed to the fruition of that child or children, here's the deal. Please, please give the opportunity to whatever that the 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 partner that you have that really, really wants to be an active participant in your children's lives, right? Um, especially when it comes to those benefits that your children may need um, in addition to being an active participant because our children pick up our, their cues from us, right? Um, and they may have to deconstruct, deconstruct those cues and realize, okay, that was toxic. I don't need to take that with me. I, you know, let me learn a new habit in this particular situation, what have you. That's why I say keep some money around for, for that therapy. But if they're in TRICARE, they may be able to get the therapy a little bit easier. So it was fascinating to me how one father was really trying to be proactive, but was experiencing roadblocks and access to to children that he conceived with his ex-spouse. And then you had on the other end uh, a mom who was really like yearning for that father to be an active participant in their child's life. Um, and that father was less than apt to do so or less willing to do so to the point of even um, depriving that their child of some benefits um, that they can receive for a lifetime. Baffling to me, right? Completely baffling to me. And I can tell you to this day, if my son's you know, biological father said, hey, listen, I'm ready to be an active participant in our child's life, I'd be like, great. I'm not even you know, concerned with child support. Yeah. Yeah, could could that have helped? Sure. But you know what I'm thankful for even more is that A number one, I had my own financial abilities. I had my own um career in the military. So, you know, Divine Spirit blessed me. And I'm wondering for Divine Spirit, you can, you know, I'm I'm a more of a person of faith than I am of religion, but however you choose to address God or not, um, that's your choice. But please hopefully it's less about the messenger than it is about the message. So I hope that you'll you'll take away what is valuable to you about the message less than being concerned about the messenger, me, that is. Um, so I say to you, even to this day, I would say, hey, listen, that's great. You want to be an active participant? Great. Because what I've always desired is for our child to see two adults actively participating in loving him. Now, 
he's been able to see that. He's been able to see that through his grandmother, my mom, and and me, um, and our extended family um, through the military that have shown him love. That said, it is what it is, right? Um, he may someday, you know, if I, you know, um, enter into a, a divine union um, with a mate, to also, you know, receive that paternal love and that paternal guidance, which I know is just as valuable as the maternal guidance, right? And that's all I see myself as is a, is a guide through this whole process. I always tell my son he's autistic, but that that neither hinders him, nor create, nor you know, uh, diminishes obstacles for him. He just it's important for for me as a guide, as his mom, to, to help him deconstruct or decode the environment around him, because not everyone is advanced enough to see the the God or the divine spirit in him. And he needs to be able to recognize those that don't and be able to do a route recalculation towards those that do, or at least identify it so that he can, you know, uh, limit that energy. Right. Um, and, or, and also express, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is why I don't, you know, this is how I decode and this is how I process information. And you may not understand that, but this is my reality, right? Um, so I share all that with you to say, A, I found out that, you know, our children with special needs can have their military ID cards for life. Um, I think it's only applies to retirees, but I'll do more research on that. But wherever you at, whatever base you're near, please find out more about that. And B, um, spouses that have been married over 10 years that maybe used to receive the ID cards for life. Now, I guess the policies have changed where it's only for a period of time. But in all of that, my key message is if you have a child with someone, if you chose to lay down with that person and, and, and bring children or a child into fruition, then it is imperative that we t- put our egos aside, put away aside the toxicity we may have, we may have shared in our relationship and think of the best interests of the children we brought into fruition, the child we brought into fruition. What is best for them? Whatever way we can bless them, it's important because we all want to do better for the next generation than what we had. My thing is also, but we also need to share with them the lessons we we learned along the way so that they understand that, you know, this ain't just a, you know, life ain't always jiggy. You know, you don't always get jiggy with it. Uh, you know, my 20th century terminology that they take away those lessons that we learned that motivated us, that impressed upon us the need to give them, afford them a better opportunity. But understand that because then they don't take it for granted, right? Because then they don't think that's the way life is always going to be because they may meet with a shocking experience that they life presents itself, uh, not with such, you know, um, ishipupu days, as I like to call them. Um, so please give that some thought. If you're an parent and, and this, this is applicable to you, whether you're mom or dad, um, who's the custodial parent, um, the non-custodial parent, encourage them to be in the life. And if you're not a custodial parent and you're not being proactive in, in your child's life, please, please rethink that because our children, pick up our cues. They pick up our wounds in some cases. And unless and until we are willing to be proactive in helping them understand that our wounds don't have to be their wounds and that we love them unconditionally and that we are here for them in spite of or despite of the toxicity of the relationship that may have brought about their fruition. Um, I hope that that message is coming across clear. You all, I'm, 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 I'm seriously tired, um, drained, uh, in addition to this autoimmune system. By the way, another thing I want to share with you, right? Um, if you're retired, medically retired, 
um, and you're able to have TRICARE, please pay for that, um, the annual premium. And pay, you know, if you have family members, please pay for the annual premium um, because it really can help. Um, with my autoimmune issue that, that resulted in addition to my chronic pain, I had both gone to the ER, via ER, and also after years-long uh, waiting, uh, finally made it to pain management. Both physicians seem to be very desensitized. And although certain steps that the emergency room, the, the civilian emergency room took that they could have taken from an MRI to an ultrasound, they chose not to do, which could have at least diminished some of the pain that I experienced for the duration that I experienced it. Um, I would say to you, don't give up. If you're experiencing those types of situations, um, you may have to go to civilian ER, right? I was blessed enough to be able to do that. And then they did the, the due diligence of doing MRI from head to toe, recognized what the situation was, what was affecting, what was the autoimmune issue, and at least start to provide some, um, apply some solutions. Now, I'm still experiencing some of those symptoms. Um, and that's why I'm sharing this with you, because you may be in that situation. Keep going and find the help that you need. Speak with your nurse case managers if you have one or your patient advocates to get the help that you need because not all of us are blessed enough to be able to have TRICARE because some of us separate way before we are even eligible to retire. Some people don't get a chance to, you know, don't medically retire or they separate before they're even eligible for retirement. So they may not have the opportunity to have TRICARE. And, you know, with my autoimmune situation, it, it, it could have gotten into extreme paralysis. And no one, no matter how sorry they are, can take that back. You know, no doctor can say, oops, my bad, because that's not something you can take back. It's not like I spilled a drink on, on your outfit and I can just take it to the dry cleaners. You know what I mean? So I think personally, and, and I am going to write a letter to VA headquarters here and VA um, headquarters nationally to help them understand that the same things, the same training that uh, I say training, but the same courses that they offer to to us that are experiencing depression or PTSD, it might be wise for them to also sh um, make that training mandatory for the providers because sometimes providers don't realize how desensitized they are. They and and how sometimes we feel like we're being treated. I personally, I can say, and some of our tribe have shared the same experience with me that we're being treated like we're on the assembly line. You know, it's kind of like next part, next part, and. And I'm thankful for the providers in VA that, that actually treat us as individual human beings and take the time to listen to us and do the due diligence. But there's far too many that outweigh those. And unfortunately, those that do care get burnt out and they end up leaving the system. And a lot of those that remain, not that they don't get burnt out, there's some there still that are pushing through. But the mandatory training could help with that so that they can do an internal self-check, which benefits not only them, but also benefits us in in receiving treatment and, and the assistance that we need because we go there to get help. Now, if you're saying, well, I don't sound, you don't sound like you're sick. I've gotten that before, but I, I, I thank the military for that because, you know, when they talk about maintaining your composure, um, I think that translates to even pain. So sometimes when we go and we speak to our physicians, they can't see that we're in pain because automatically by default, we, we try to carry ourselves a certain way. And sometimes that can be to our detriment. So if nothing else, even if you don't sound like you're in pain, def define what you're going through to that physician. Um, I know I may not even sound like I'm in pain, but y'all, uh, some days, you know, it is a monumental achievement to brush my teeth 
and even get out of bed and conduct personal hygiene. And then some days I'm able to, you know, make it to the commissary and get groceries with the fam. I take both days with equal gratitude because I'm still pushing through. Uh, one of the uh, groups that I attended um, at VA was in uh, one of the subjects they talked about. I can't remember all the stuff they talked about because some of it I was, you know, going through it, y'all. But when they talk about radical acceptance, right? Um, and I've, I've, I choose to be proactively radical, um, radically accepting my circumstance, even when I'm not fond of it. I choose to radically accept obstacles, even though I may not be fond of those either. I'm just going to put it real with you. Um, and especially when they come in a plethora, like I said, those family members that come and visit and they decide to do an extended stay. Uh, and you're like, well, I, you know, I really would appreciate, you know, I thought you were going to be here for a couple of days and here you are. And then you bring some more friends with you. Um, but I say that to say, um, push through it. If you're going through some of that, um, maybe practice the same radical acceptance I've learned to practice, but more to the focus, getting back into, um, the main title of, of this episode, which is the common sense, which is not always commonly practiced. When it comes to our children, we need to apply some common sense. No matter the toxicity or the dysfunction in the relationship we had with the other parent, the other mate that contributed to the fruition of our child, it need not impact our children. It's important that we collaborate whenever possible and we bless our children whenever possible, regardless of the relationship dysfunctionality that we had or are still having, right? And if you're in a dysfunctional relationship, it might be time to, you know, sever those ties, but that need not, you know, um, impact our children. Now, listen, some of you may be fighting for child support and all of that. Even while you're doing that, afford the parent, your, 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 you know, in this whole continuous, you know, um, battle for child support with, Right now, I don't even receive any child support. I'm just going to break it down to you. My concern was more that my my son's biological father could be a proactive parent in our child child's life. He's so far thus far has been unable to, and my son is our son is a teenager now. So could I, you know, say, well, you owe me some back child support? Sure, but that's not as relevant. I'm thankful that you know Divine Spirit has blessed me to have my own career, to have my own sources, and over time has blessed me in so many ways in spite of the financial obstacles. And if my son's father were today to say, biological father, that is, were today to say, hey, I want to be proactive in our child's life, I'd be like, great, because it's helpful for him to have a maternal maternal blessing as well as a paternal blessing. Um, and that goes for boys and girls, right? So, you know, I, I know there's an ongoing theory that boys obviously need that male figure and girls need that mother figure. But, you know, boys and girls need, need both, right? So if you're able, if you're your non-custodial parent um, your ex-spouse wants to be an active participant, even though there may be some financial considerations, allow them that, that allow your child that blessing. It's not about you. It's not about the relationship that went sideways. It's about that child that you both chose or one of you chose to bring into this universe, right? That we're in. And then you can do the in introspection and look at what you're attracting in mates or, you know, how you need to do differently in the future relationship if you chose to have a future one, especially for the sake again of our children. And if you are a parent of special needs child, it's even more so important. Whatever ways you can bless them, whether you're still in the relationship or or you come out of that relationship with your ex, please do so. 
please do so. Um, if you're in Northeast, it's Humana for Military. If you're on the West side, it's United Healthcare. Both are going through some changes. As a matter of fact, when I left the West Coast, United Healthcare was getting sued by a whole bunch of parents, especially those with children with special needs, because they just seem to be ill-prepared for a military community. Now, Humana for Military on the Northeast side, they've adapted some changes through ja starting January 1st, so we're still going through it, but I'm, I'm blessed enough that we found uh, a clinician, or we have a clinician that also understands what we're going through and is very willing to help us. All right, so family, listen, um, it's time for me to take some meds to kind of alleviate some of this pain. My body's talking to me and I'm learning to listen, but I hope that the, the key part of this broadcast reaches you or reaches someone you know. Um, let's, let's share the love and, and display love to our children, no matter the 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 toxicity or dysfunctionality of the relationship we had with the other parent, okay? Um, and let's provide some counseling too, because our kids need that. Listen, let's keep it real. So until next time, be safe, be blessed, and be loved.